0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. With all the work that's been done to replace lead water lines in Benton Harbor, there's still more to come. Speaking to city commissioners last night, Jason Markhart with Aben Marsh outlined the sources of water system funding the city has received and what's next. He said around $6.1 million remains for water made and sewer improvements after the city spent more than $30 million on lead service line replacements. And the city's eyeing more funding. Even last week, so much funding applications were put into the state based on the money that the governor has prepared and put out there. So we're looking and seeing how much possible this would be grant because obviously that would be advantageous to the city of not raising raising and everything else. The city's looking at $4.8 million in a water plant improvements and $21.7 million in water distribution improvements. Commissioner Juanita Henry asked if more can be done to employ residents with all that's coming. Mark Hart said that was done with the lead line replacements and could also be done with the additional work. With the new projects coming up, I think we can even improve on what we did on this first round, where we write into those contracts more training opportunities and things of that nature as part of the water projects. Sources of funding for more work include the Clean Water State Revolving Fund and the Drinking Water State Revolving Fund. Mark Hart said a forgiveness will be sought on received funds. He noted the work to replace the lead water service lines is now nearly complete. Around $3 million in improvements for Benton Harbor's Hull-Parker plan for the coming years, and city commissioners were briefed last night on what could be included in Phase 1 of the effort. University of Michigan architecture professor Craig Borum said he and a team of planners have held public meetings and sent out surveys to residents this year to find out what people would like to see at Hull Park. The draft plan calls for landscaping, the removal of invasive plant species, new baseball the basketball courts, and new seating. That's not all. We're establishing an accessible and paved walking circuit around the park. As part of that, we'll be restoring three of the stone stairs in the park, making them accessible, walkable, and safe. And then we'll be adding an accessible parking lot just off of Highland. That's just phase one for the first grant that's being sought for the hall park work. More would come with phase two. In future phases, we'll be restoring the baseball field, improving seating and fencing. We'll be adding the potential a children's playground. will connect the trails and the park together, the trail in the park, as well as a larger connection to the Ox Creek non-motorized trail. Borum said the planning team is confident about its chances of getting a $1 million non-matching grant for the first phase. The other $2 million would come later. Commissioners suggested the plans should include more for children to use the park. Borum said he would come back with more information. South Haven will have a social district in place next year after a four to two city council vote last night. Assistant City Manager Graham Graham Griffin Graham posed the question to the council. I guess my just suggestion for for all of you when considering this is this probably fits a lot more into the the want category than the need category. And it's one of these that, you know, as the elected officials in town, we're, we're really just looking for all of your guidance on. Is this something you guys want to try in town? He said it could be reversed with a vote if they decide the area is not meeting its expectations after holding a public hearing. The social district will include Phoenix Street just west from City Hall to Kalamazoo Street, Center Street from Huron Street to the shore of the Black River, Eagle Street from Kalamazoo to Center, and a small section of William Street. There are 17 businesses in the social district. The St. Joseph Township Board of Trustees has approved a five-year parks plan for 2023 through 27. Earlier this year, the township released a survey for community members to offer suggestions on how to improve the parks. Aben Marsh Grant Administrator Joelle Regovich presented details from the plan during the public hearing last night and tells us more about the process. Basically, the plan sets out some goals. These are flexible. They can change over time, but just kind of lets communities think about, like, where do we really want to spend our dollars? You know, where are good investments for us and the people's money? Goals for the township include increasing ADA accessibility to the parks, as well as more interconnected trails. Regovich said the community wanted to be able to safely access the parks by more ways than just car. For more of the township's goals, you can see our story on our website. The Niles and Buchanan Chambers will host a business development town hall tomorrow night. Greater Niles Chamber of Commerce Director Ryan Boskull tells us they've teamed up with a firm called Focus, which opened to Niles office this year to help the area develop a five-year strategic plan. He says it's logical for Niles and Buchanan to look to the future together. The communities themselves share a lot of the same challenges and opportunities, and so we have worked together to bring together a lot of regional leaders into this planning committee. And this town hall represents kind of our first step to share with the broader community what our hopes and efforts will be for the strategic planning and get some input from the business community as to what their priorities are. Among the issues that both schools says the strategic plan could address are housing and business development. An advisory panel of 15 local leaders has been working on the plan, and they'll be at the town hall tomorrow. It'll be at the Niles-Buchanan YMCA in Niles from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Business owners and residents are invited. Health officials are urging people to take steps to stop the spread of the flu ahead of the holiday season. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services says flu cases are on the rise and the situation is expected to worsen in the next several weeks. Detroit Medical Center Infectious Disease Specialist Dr. Tina Chopra says the region's in for a long flu season. We haven't peaked yet. We are on the uptick. We are on the rising slope. Um, uh, But, you know, the next few weeks are going to be very telling. Uh, I think uh, we we will peak probably in uh, January or February. We haven't peaked. It's going to be a long flu season. Chopra says there can be a lot of confusion when people try to differentiate between the symptoms of the flu and COVID. The best way to cut through that is testing. And it's time for the bell ringers to raise funds for the Salvation Army this weekend in South Haven. South Haven Rotary's Griffin Graham tells us the organization's done so each winter since 1982. He says people in the community are always generous. We definitely have some generous folks, and we've got Rotarians around the country now who will even mail in checks sometimes if they're not able to attend. Both from Rotary members participating and and general members of the public, we find that many folks are willing to give what they can. Last year, the bell ringers raised $1,500 in South Haven. Graham says they'll be stationed outside the South Haven Walmart and the Golden Brown Bakery on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Everyone's invited, invited to stop by and drop off a donation into the Red Kettle to help those in need this holiday season. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwazak, where furniture shopping is fun. Of the 7 million registered voters in Georgia, nearly 1.9 million cast their ballots before today in Georgia's runoff election. Now we hear more from ABC's Jim Ryan in Atlanta as the ballots continue to pour in. They've disagreed on essentially everything. But on this day that will finally determine who will be the next U.S. Senator from Georgia, incumbent Raphael Warnock and challenger Herschel Walker are telling their supporters the same thing. Warnock in Atlanta. It's election day. I want to tell everybody to go out and vote. (laughs) Woo! Walker in Kennesaw, Georgia. We're going to get out and win this election. Herschel Walker is going to be your senator and we're going to get things changed. By this evening, the final undecided Senate election of the 2022 midterms should be decided. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Atlanta. Special Counsel Jack Smith has subpoenaed local election officials in Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. Smith is asking for communications with or involving former President Donald Trump, his campaign ads, aides, and a list of allies involved in his efforts to try to overturn the results of the 2020 election. The requests are the first known subpoenas by Smith, who was named last month as Special Counsel by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Smith is overseeing the Justice Department's investigation into the presence of classified documents at Trump's Florida estate, as well as key aspects of a separate probe involving the violent storming in the Capitol on January 6, 2021 as well as Trump's frantic efforts to remain in power. Top House and Senate leaders have awarded law enforcement officers who defended the U.S. Capitol from insurrectionists on January 6th with congressional gold medals. More from ABC's Ike Egiocci in Washington. It's Congress's highest honor, and it's being awarded to the hundreds of officers who fought with supporters of former President Donald Trump in a brutal and bloody attack at the U.S. Capitol. The medals will be placed in four locations, U.S. Capitol Police Headquarters, the city's Metropolitan Police Department, the Capitol, and the Smithsonian Institution. Last year, when the legislation for the award was signed, President Biden said he wanted a medal at the Smithsonian so all visitors can understand what happened that day. Ike Ajachi, ABC News, Washington. Climate change may mean less children. More, maybe he's Derek Dennis. A new ABC News Ipsos poll shows 23% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45 have reconsidered having biological children due to climate change. 25% are considering having fewer biological children for the same reason and 12% said climate change has them considering adoption instead of having a biological child at all. The question the poll asked, is it ethical to bring children into this world knowing how extreme the future of climate change looks? Researchers say due to the emissions that humans produce, having one less child is like 24 people giving up their car every year. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Donald Trump's company has been convicted of tax fraud for a scheme by top executives to avoid paying personal income taxes on perks like apartments and luxury cars. As punishment, the Trump organization could be fined up to $1.5 million. The guilty verdict today came on the second day of deliberations in the only criminal trial to arise from the Manhattan District Attorney's three year investigation of the former president and his businesses. Longtime Trump Organization Finance Chief Alan Weisselberg previously pleaded pleaded guilty to hatching the 15-year scheme. He testified at the trial in exchange for a promised five-month jail sentence. Justices on the U.S. Supreme Court have heard arguments on a case that could set a new precedent on LGBTQ rights, free speech, and religious beliefs. Lori Smith is a wedding website designer in Colorado who says she doesn't want to serve same-sex couples because she claims that goes against her religion. But Colorado has an anti-discrimination law on the books that compels private businesses to serve all regardless of sex, gender, race, or sexual orientation. ABC's Terry Moran says the court's conservative majority seems sympathetic to Smith's claims. Justice Samuel Alito leading the way, saying the government cannot compel people to endorse a point of view on gay marriage or anything else. But the liberals pushed back hard. Justice Sonia Sotomayor uh, said that if Smith wins this case, it would be the first time that the Supreme Court since the civil rights era had permitted a business open to the public to refuse service to a person on account of their color or sex or sexual orientation. The court's expected to make a decision this summer. Drones struck inside of Russia's border with Ukraine today in the second day of attacks, exposing the vulnerability of some of Moscow's important military sites, according to observers. Ukrainian officials did not formally confirm carrying out drone strikes inside of Russia, and they have maintained ambiguity over previous high-profile attacks. But a Ukrainian presidential advisor taunted Moscow in comments on Twitter. Britain's defense ministry said Russia was likely to consider the attacks on Russian bases more than 500 kilometers from the border with Ukraine as, quote, some of the most strategically significant failures of force protection since the invasion of Ukraine. And the alleged shooter who police say opened fire inside of a Colorado Springs LGBTQ nightclub last month, killing five people and injuring many more, is now facing 305 charges for the crime. More now from ABC's Alex Stone. Wearing a yellow jail jumpsuit, Anderson Aldrich sat appearing much more coherent than at the last hearing when they appeared badly beat up after the shooter was physically stopped by two customers at the nightclub prosecutors now filing formal charges murder in the first degree attempted murder in the first degree murder attempted murder assault and many counts of it being a bias motivated crime prosecutors indicated it is a complicated and big case and they'll need time to prepare for trial the preliminary hearing date has been set for february alex stone ebc news wsjm news now continues with your weather forecast